We surrender to your love. We surrender to your trust. We surrender. Jesus. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Could you just lift your hands to the Lord right now? Just, just worship him. Just thank him. Just thank him. The trajectory of lives has been changed this morning by the word and the spirit of the Lord. People are going to walk out of here different and they're never going to be the same. There's been a blood transfusion that's taken place that's taking over their heart and their life. There's a liberty and a freedom that they're not just going to carry, but they're going to now begin to see others set free by the power of this knowledge of the sacrifice of Christ. Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name. Could you give him a hand clap of praise and thank him today? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can be seated today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. Let's give these guys some love today. I just want to, I want to start by saying uh, thank you. Uh, yesterday was a very busy day for the church and many activities that were going on. And, uh, I know that uh, the Gossets are out of town today, but they hosted the, uh, in, over in Quinlan, uh, the Bibles and Burgers and the outreach in the community. Uh, I know that many of our men were over working on the handicap, handicap ramp for Haley because she's getting to come home. And so I'll thank you, men. I, I want to thank Karen and uh, Carol for, for the meal preparation for the Evans family and those that were able to come out to support the Hargrave family as they were uh, celebrating the life of Glenn Hargrave. I want to say thank you to Pastor Angel and Giselle for hosting such a, a wonderful night. Uh, uh, the Hispanic Home Group Thanksgiving celebration last night. We had such a great job, did such a great job. We had a great time. I, I believe there was maybe close to 100. I'm not, I'm not sure how many people that were able to come. And uh, Ms. Uh, Giselle, she, her talents for decorating and putting this thing together, her and Pastor Angel's was fantastic. And so I, I believe Pastor Angel uh, counted up seven different nations represented in our group last night. Isn't that great? It's fantastic. And so I just want to take a moment to celebrate all that was going on yesterday and the activities of the church and the business. And I, I just wanna, want you to know I appreciate you. Now, I, I keep looking down because all I have here is, a, is, is the announcement sheet. I left my notes over there. And, and I'm not going to go back to them because the Lord spoke something to me in the altar. And I just, I'd rather just go with what he's got. Amen. Uh, now, if you want, next week, I promise you, there's a good word coming, and if the Lord allows me, I'm going to preach that message, but he just spoke something to me, and I thought, man, that is good. I mean, it's good. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's gooder than good. It's goodest. Amen. But uh, uh, now, next Wednesday, service will be dismissed, so I get to keep you here just a little bit longer today. 
And uh, also from 3 to 5 today, we're going to have an on-ramp. If you're currently involved in ministry or you would like uh, uh, to know how to get involved in ministry at the church or if you're just interested to know more about what makes us tick, uh, I want to encourage you. Be out here at 3 o'clock today. I know it's a, the Sunday before a holiday, uh, holidays, but if you've got that time available, I encourage you from 3 to 5, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to show you the, the on-ramp course. And so that's for all of our ministry leaders and everyone that is interested in ministry or just knowing more about the church. That's from 3 to 5 over in the fellowship hall. Now I want you to turn in your Bibles to Acts, the second chapter. And as you're turning there, my purpose is not to get in the Lord's way. Amen. I just want the Lord to speak to you and I, and I believe the Lord can take the coal from off the altar, and he can touch our lips, he can touch our heart, he can change everything about us. And I just appreciate those of you that are here today that are worshiping with us. I want you to look in Acts, the second chapter, and I'm, I'm going to go down and <clears throat> end up in verse 44, but I want to start... I want to start out just a little bit because it's just such good stuff in here. Uh, I want you to look here at verse 38. Acts 2, verse 38. I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all those who are far off and as many as the Lord our God will call. Verse 40, and with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation then those who gladly received his word were baptized that day about 3,000 souls were added to them church is multiplying do you see that and they continued notice this steadfastly in the apostles doctrine we need sound doctrine amen fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers And fear came upon every soul, and many signs, many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, this is the part I wanted to get to. Now, all who believed were together, and all had all things in common. Now, all who believed were together. And had all things in common. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your presence here today. Thank you that you reveal to us our Father's truth. I thank you today for, Lord, the multi-layer facets of your word. How that you penetrate the seen with the unseen. And how, Lord, you have called us out of darkness into light. And Lord, we want more light in our life than we've ever had. We want more life in our life than we've ever had. We want more love than we've ever even fathomed. And Lord, I'm just asking you today to speak, God, as you have spoken to me. Lord, I'm asking you now to speak through me to your church in this day, in Jesus' name. 
Now, as we look here to the Word of God, and as we begin to see the Spirit of the Lord in the first part of this chapter poured out as the church was gathered at that appointed time. Pentecost had been celebrated for, for decades. But the Lord knew the day that he was going to gather them in the upper room, where he was going to position them between heaven and earth. As they are gathered in that upper room, uh, they begin in, there in Jerusalem in the celebration of the feast. They begin to, to wait upon the Lord. And the Bible tells us, as a rushing mighty wind, the Spirit began to blow and the fire set upon each one of them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were now the host of the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the culmination of what God had intended had now come about in that the salvation of humanity and the door between heaven and earth had been torn in two. And now Jesus abides within their heart. And now they have a ministry. They have a calling. They need the empowering to do the work of the Father. And so the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit to do the work and be the witnesses that we need to be. But we notice here that Peter is now preaching, and as he preaches, he says to them, Look, there is no forgiveness without the remission of sin. There is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and His promise to you and to your children, and everybody that's a far, that is far off, and everybody that's near. That includes, I believe, everybody. Amen? People say to me, as I believe and I know the word to be true, that the initial physical evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is speaking in other tongues. People say, it's strange that you speak in other tongues. It would be the, the equivalent of someone giving you the priceless treasure on earth, maybe a, something we could understand, walk up and give you a, a check for a billion dollars. A billion dollars. I know the million is the new thousand, but we're talking about a billion dollars, and you saying, I don't want that. What insane person would say, I don't want that? Well, I don't want to be greedy. I've got a poverty spirit. Well, you need to overcome that poverty spirit because you could do a lot with those resources. But the point I'm making is this. God has given us something worth more than all the resources that heaven has to offer. He is the third person of the Godhead. He is God. He is the Holy Spirit. Not a Holy Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. He's given to you and I. Yes, Lord. He said, get on with the message. Or yes, Lord. But we notice here, as we look to the Word of God, that he said that the fear of the Lord came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things common. As we were worshiping, the Lord just began to speak to me as I was worshiping and thinking about the goodness of God. And he brought this passage to mind. And we know that we have looked at the, we've looked at the superficial implication of that. 
And if I see a brother in need, then I help my brother. My brother sees me in need, he helps me. We don't take from that. But I believe that there is a richer meaning in that passage of Scripture as the Lord began to reveal. And that is this. Let me, let me ask it this way. How many believe that the generosity originated in the heart of the Father and not in the heart of man? Generosity, that there is a world and a distortion in the world today. It is spawned from satanic forces and the voice of the most selfish being that exists, and that is Satan, and he defames the heart of the Father. He defames the, the name of the Father to the heart of man by saying that God is a greedy God, and that all he, he's after is your stuff. But the Lord wants you to know today that it is His Spirit that is the Spirit of generosity. It is His Spirit that is the Spirit of giving because He so loved the world that He gave His Spirit to you and gave His Son for you and I to have eternal life. And folks, what the Lord is saying to us today is this. Just as they were sharing life together, they were giving their resources to their brother. Their brother was giving their resources to them. It was a much deeper and bigger generosity that was taking place. Because, folks, what happens is God has given us all of him for all of us. No, 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 no. You don't get it. You don't get it yet. Holy Spirit, you've got to reveal it. Holy Spirit, you've got to show us. See, there's a spirit of generosity that did not originate with you. Because you and I, we think on terms of stinginess. And if you have anything good inside of you, it's because the good one has put his goodness in you. But let me tell you, there's not a poverty spirit in heaven. There's not a, a holding on with a tight-fisted control of the goodness of God. The Lord is saying, as they made all things common, I'm going to make for you the things of heaven just common. You don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. See, what, what's mine is his. What his is mine. We are two. We are, we are together. What belongs to me belongs to him. What belongs to him belongs to me. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord God. Oh, I know it takes revelation. And Lord, I pray release revelation because you're filtering through all of your stuff right now. And your fist is going like this. He's just going to take up an offering. You're squeezing together and you're holding on to Come on, let's get over that. A spirit of generosity is a mark and an evidence of the New Testament church who has been filled with the generous one. And see, the point I'm trying to make is this. See, when we got married, my wife told me, she, she told me, she said, what's, 
Mine is mine, and what's yours is mine. (laughs) Oh, she was joking, and we know that. But see, many times we get this idea that's how God operates. But no, that's not how he operates at all. He's saying to you, what I have, I have given to you. What I have, I release to you, church. In fact, it's not hard for me to give because I'm the giver of all things. And you think, well, what does God want from me? He wants an inequitable exchange. All for all. It doesn't sound equitable, does it? If we stop for a moment to think about the goodness of God, we think about His richness and His mercy and His, and His, and His grace, and we think about His Word, and we think about His power, and we think about His presence, we think, oh, Lord God, it's not very equitable. You're getting short-ended on your side. But the Lord is saying, no, all I want is all of you for all of me, and all of me for all of you. That's why Peter could say, silver and gold have I none. And there's nothing wrong with silver and gold. You can have all the silver and gold. It's a tool. It's a resource in the kingdom of God. But that's not the point that Peter was making. He said, I've got treasure up in here. And that treasure in here, he said, silver and gold, I can't give you, sir. But what I can give you, it's been freely given to me. So I'm freely going to release it to you. Because my God, when he rose from the dead, he sent his spirit back. And now the spirit reveals to me that it's commonplace. Yeah, two of you got it. The rest of you, we're going to catch up. You mean to tell me that God wants his last day church to have every bit of the knowledge of the first day church? You mean to tell me that God wants you and I to lay his hands upon the sick and see them recover? You mean to tell me that God wants us to walk in the grace and the knowledge so that when we go out and we see a multitude that's hungry, we just bring what we have to God. God takes it, he blesses it, he breaks it, and he gives it back to us. And with that blessing and that favor and that, and that breaking, now all of a sudden, that little boy's sack lunch becomes a buffet for a multitude commonplace common I believe church we have lived a little bit below our means I believe as we continue to knock as we continue to knock upon the doors God is opening those doors he is looking to open the windows of heaven and pour his spirit upon people that will say Lord I I don't have a lot but Lord what I do have I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you Lord, I'm, a, I'm broken, I've been battered, I've been abused, I, I don't have a whole lot to offer you, I, I'm not really gifted, but Lord, if I could just have some anointing, if I could just have some yoke-crushing, blind-eye, death-releasing, prisoner-anointing, prisoner-releasing anointing setting upon my life, I think we could do something with that. And the Lord says to you, oh, that's just common. That's just common in heaven. In fact, I need you to set the atmosphere everywhere you go. They made all things common. They made all things common. It is the Lord wants for you to know what He knows. He wants you to feel what He feels. 
He wants to share life with you and I. That's why religion won't cut it. That's why rules cannot regulate behavior. That's why we are under tutelage until we come to maturity of Christ Jesus, until a servant and, and a son are no different. As long as they are, they are walking, they're, they're learning. They're learning. They're not earning their identity. They're learning their identity. And whenever they come to the place of full age, when the full age is understanding, it does not add anything to Christ or take away from Christ. It's just Christ! Now, now, I'm not, I'm not working to get God's favor on my life. I'm, I'm not working to, hoping that a mad father will stay in his room and not come out angry with me. No, it's a loving father who runs after his prodigals, who doesn't wait on them to get there, but he chases. Oh, every good gift and perfect gift comes down from the father of life in whom there is no variation, no shadow of turning. Oh, as David wrote in Psalms 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It's because my father is good. There is no evil evil in him. There is never any evil thought in him toward me. And so I follow after the Lord because the Lord is following after me. You see, a mark of a New Testament church is this. We understand that the generosity of the Spirit, the generosity comes from God to us. And we give him what is ours, and he gives us what is his. All of me for all of him. All of him for all of me. And now we begin to comprehend that the door between the Lord and myself has been torn in two from top to bottom. And, and now I have ready access to the Lord and God has ready access to me. That's called being born again. Being born of the flesh. We've all been born of the flesh. But then we've got to be born of the Spirit. And it's a sad reality when a child of God sets up on a pew and decades after decades with membership roll in hand and saying, God, I, Lord God, I did all the rules. Please let me in. But now the whole real assurance of a relationship that is alive and it is real. But God wants to get us to the place where it's not just alive and real, but now we understand that we are walking in an inheritance, in a double portion of blessing of the glory of God. Let me tell you, that double portion, it wasn't double for your trouble. I've heard those messages in times past. Let me tell you what that double blessing was. It was in order that we may use what we have in those portions to reach out to help others in their calls, in their call in their walk so that God may get the glory. Amen? See, they were together. They were together. They were together.
from the least to the greatest, I need you to hear my voice. But more importantly, I need you to hear the voice of the Father. Doesn't matter your age in here. Doesn't matter if you're a teenager or you're a senior adult. God is moving his church into a realm of his glory. He's moving his church into a realm of his glory, and we are all, if you, are you a child of God? If you're a child of God, you have a responsibility. It's not just, it doesn't just lay on the, the, the shoulders of the pastoral staff. It is a responsibility of every child of God that is in here to walk in unity. And every idle word that is spoken to bring disunity is recorded in eternity. Every divisive spirit and every arrogance and indulgent thought that we have that contradicts the unity that God wants to establish because he has a purpose in your heart and in your life and in your ministry. But let me tell you, you can forfeit that by walking in a spirit of disunity. But the Lord has not called you here to be a separate island unto yourself. He has called you to embrace. And now he makes all things common so that you and I can come together in one mind and one accord. And you look to the Word of God, you discover when it's one mind and one accord, things begin to happen. Glory begins to feel. Lives are now being changed. Let me tell you, the world in disorder needs a man and a woman and a church that understands we are in order with the one who orders us. Let me say to you, doesn't matter your position, where you're at, let me caution you and encourage you at the same time. Walk in unity. Walk in unity. Lift your brothers and sisters up in the Lord. We are not warring against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood, if you can put a face to your enemy, you're fighting the wrong battle. But if you can put, fix your eyes upon the Lord Jesus Christ and know this. It's like Dennis and I were talking before service. He said that Wednesday night he preached on unity. He said, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because here's the thing, if the enemy can divide a house, he can have free reign in a house. Whether it's a marriage or a church or a nation, why do you think there's such spirits of division in our land today? Why is there such division in so many platforms today? That people are standing up and they aren't giving any answers. They're only declaring the problems. Let me tell you who the answer is. His name is Jesus. And he loves the entirety of the world the same. He loves us all the same. He has given himself for you and I. Now we need to walk together. And if you're not willing to walk together, then I fear for your existence. Because God's going to have a church. God has a church. God is moving in his people. God is formulating a mindset and understanding that we are called to be together. 
and because of the, of the propaganda of the enemy and the destruction of the enemy leaves us impoverished with an impoverished spirit in our heart where we try to hold on we're just holding our fort and we're just trying to hold upon our four and no more no God has not called you to hold on to your four and no more yes they're going to be included but God has released and is releasing the church to go out and get the 400 million however many that he desires to bring in to the kingdom of God He made all things common. Could you imagine what that looked like? Excuse me, sir. I know you're asking for one thing, but I can't give that to you. But I got something else I can give you. The Lord has made it common to me. I just want to make it common to you. In the name of the Republican Party. <laughs> name of the Democratic Party. In the name of the United States. How about the name of the assemblies of God? How about just in the name of Jesus? Yeah. May not agree on everything, but we need to agree on that. Because therein lies the power, the promise, the presence, the purpose of God is in Jesus. Have I arrived, Lord Jesus? He knows. I'm still figuring this stuff out. But when he speaks, I want to speak. When he whispers, I want to shout. And he said, the spirit, my spirit, brings about an understanding of the generosity of God. And that what... I have given I want you to walk and make common to those that are there with you freely you have received freely give what God has given to you folks hear me today God loves you I thank God for you how many want to have church as usual or have the supernatural power of God flowing usually. All of you for all of him. All of him for all of you. God will take you to the place where we understand it is his spirit. It is his blood. It is his word. It is his power. Father, I love you. Father, I thank you. Lord, I do not believe that you're going to cause the church to limp in in these last days. 
Lord, there are those in this room that have suffered great loss. But there is still hope in their heart. I ask, Father, that we would operate in a realm beyond our physical imagination. Lord, you said you would do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that is at work with us. Lord, I pray before, Lord, you rest any heart, arrest my heart, that the words that I speak may bring unity, that the actions that I take may bring unity, that, Lord, when I look, I look through the lens of unity. Lord, I ask today that you will move sovereignly within our homes, within our city, within this nation. And Lord, I'm asking today that whatever barriers that stand between the commonality, Lord God, that exists between us and you, that Lord, that right now, by the power of your Spirit, you will bombard all of those barriers within our heart. That, Lord, we may carry the inheritance, Lord God, that you have given. And that, Lord, we give ourselves freely to you for the work of your kingdom. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus. We ask these things in the power of the Spirit. We ask these things, Lord God, according to your desire. Now, I'm going to ask you a serious question, and I don't want you to get up unless you're serious. Because that's what a serious question comes forth. Seriously. How many of you would genuinely say, God, I want to see revival. I, I, want to, I want to see it in my home. I want to see it in my church. I want to see it in my ministry. I want to see it. I want to, I want to walk in revival. I want it. I want it. I want it. If that's you, and I, you count the cost. If you stay seated, nobody's going to think otherwise of you. But if you're here today and say, "That's God, I want revival," just stand and lift your hands to heaven. Lord, you see our hearts. You see our hearts today. And Lord, I, I pray, Father, for even those that stood under the peer pressure of this of this response. I just ask, Father that you put a yearning, passionate, burning desire in our heart to see, Lord God, the ravishes, Lord God, that has, Lord, been rampant through our land. Lord, to be restored by a restored church. Lord, I ask today, Father God, for revival, Lord. We're not asking, Father, that you do for, Lord God, that you impose upon others, Lord God. We're asking, Lord, for revival to begin here in us. That, Lord, we are singular in focus, Lord God, singular in thought, Lord, that we are together, Lord God. When our brothers hurt, we hurt with them. When our brothers rejoice, we rejoice with them. And, Lord God, I pray today, let, Lord God, in this very day, Lord God, let revival pour out in the heart of your children, Lord, like never before, Lord God. 
Lord, but a ravenous desire, Lord God, in our children, Lord, in our young adults, in our Lord, young marriage, Lord God, in our senior adults, Lord, from our nursery, Lord God, Lord God, all the way, Lord God, Lord, to our elders, I ask in the name of Jesus, let the glory of God flow in us and through us, Lord God. Lord, send your revival, Lord God, in us in Jesus' holy name. Let that door open today, broader and wider than it's ever been. Lord God, let us understand the value, Lord God, of our contribution. And Lord God, the devastation that can come, Father God. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we love you and we magnify your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, says yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Aren't you glad you got up and came today? Praise God. Praise God. I want you to be safe this week. Many of you will be traveling, going to visit family. Some of you are going to be facing some relationships that are challenging, to say the least. But I want to encourage you. Realize that all the peace and all the rest and all the hope and all the joy that you need is right there. He's, he's, he's extended it to you. It's yours to have, to hold, to walk in. Today we're going to be taking up the offering. Give us God has given unto you. Give in faith. Give according to what the Lord desires. As we bring the first of our increase, every time we give in an offering, we are celebrating the first fruit, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for being here today. If you are here for the first time as a guest, if you will, fill out a Connect card if you haven't already. we got a gift for you at the back. I believe the Lord wants to bless you richly today. Let's take our offerings and just thank the Lord Father. We just thank you, Lord God, that you take, Lord, what is ours, Lord God, and Father, you bless it, Lord God, immensely, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for your favor, that, Lord, we can do more with a, with the blessed 90 than we could ever do, Lord God, <laughs> with, Lord, the whole. Lord, we give you our heart, our life, our future, our families, and, Lord, we just celebrate, Lord, all that you've done, and, Lord, we just thank you for the favor, Lord God, that... Rest upon those, Father God, who understand the generosity, Lord, of the, of, of the Father's heart. And Lord, we just pray today, Lord, that you would encourage and strengthen those, Lord, as they, as they travel. Give them travel in mercies, Lord. Those that are angst about even facing, Lord God, some of the relationships that they only encounter, Lord, once a year. I just ask, Father, that there will be perfect peace rest upon them. And that, Lord, we would walk in the knowledge and the understanding, Lord God. That, Lord... You have desired, Lord God, for us to have, Lord, common, Lord, exchange between us and you. We love you and thank you today. Everybody said amen. 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 God bless. We love and appreciate you. Remember, no service on Wednesday night. See all of you back here at 3 o'clock in the FLC for on-ramp. God bless. Have a great rest of the day.